Are you ready to heat up your decor? Hi, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 400. And we are so excited to be here today with you. It's also almost the eve of our birthday. Is it? Wow, it's really that time of year. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Anita. I'm trying to act all excited. It's my birthday. Yeah. I've kind of opted into having the five-year birthday. Every year, five years, I'll have a birthday. No, you have to celebrate every day, especially your birthday. So our birthday is, for anyone who doesn't know, on the same day. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, we didn't plan that when we became friends. It just, we learned that a few months later. (laughs) No, I do not have a requirement that all my friends share my same birthday. (laughs) It's so much easier to remember if all your friends (laughs) have the same birthday. Uh, But if you're listening the day this comes out, it's the 15th. Our birthday is the 17th. So there is still time to send flowers. (laughs) Or just say hi. (laughs) Or just say hi. So yeah, it's very exciting. But 400 episodes is almost more exciting. I know. I was just shocked thinking about that, that this is episode 400 on uh, that's coming out basically on our birthday or two days before, and it's just kind of fun timing. Yeah, fun timing. New decade, 400 episodes. And it's that's right. It's a new decade, and, and it's very close to our three-year anniversary, too. Yeah, yes. It's a, lots of things converging. And mm-hmm. another thing that's so exciting, so we want to tell you about this uh, in a little bit more detail right now. We told you that our word of the year is connection. And that's because we want to connect more and more with each one of you. Uh, so we have started something called Team DTT. And it's going to kick out off today <laughs> of <Yes>. all days. <laughs> uh, so you have the opportunity to join Team DTT by going to Decorating Tips and Tricks slash team. Now, what this is, is a group of us that want to get closer, know more about each other, talk more about decorating, and have opportunities outside of the podcast to connect. So we're going to have a private Facebook group. Uh, we're going to be sending very special content-rich emails uh, the first of every month, maybe first, second of every month um, to everyone on the list. It's going to include some really interesting in-depth articles uh, that Anita and I will be writing, uh, links to other things that in the universe that we think are super exciting and uh, you know involve decor. Also, amazing giveaways from our private collections from the vintage things that we continue to collect and hunt and gather. Uh, If any of you had purchased those sorts of things from our shop, you know they're pretty fabulous. So there's going to be wonderful giveaways that will only be available to people on the team. And we're going to continue on adding more interesting things and different events. We may even be able to see some of you in person as the time goes on. So we are going to give you all the details for that um, on the team page. Again, decorating tips and tricks slash team. So you basically going to our site and just going to the team section and you can get more information. But for this very special kickoff, we're doing a very special price for this membership. It's only $75. Um, that's 
pretty much less than you would pay if you bought a magazine once a month. Um, the regular price will be twice that, but for this special time uh, from January 15th until Valentine's Day, February 14th, we are offering this very special price for this, the membership to Team DTT. And that's for an entire year. Oh, yes, annual. And um, we're limiting to this group to a very small number of people uh, because we're just trying it out. And we want to connect. And the best way to do it is sort of a small group environment. So if you're interested in this, I would get on it right away. Um, the Facebook group is going to um, involve everyone who's on the team. Anita and I will be in there throughout the week, and then we will be doing a a live session once a week to get to know each other, to answer questions, have some laughs, uh, maybe, you know, a virtual cheers, a virtual high five for people who've done some decorating or renovating. We want to see what's going on in your house. We want to share more, and we'll we'll have that sort of one-to-one as best we can on Facebook, um, particularly when we're live there, but also we can share photos uh, back and forth on that page. So it's going to be great. Another um, point that I would mention is that if you want to have a consult and you're on the team, we're going to lock you in at the very reasonable rate of $75 per uh, 45 minutes for the consult. So that price is much higher now. Um, and so that's a great deal as well. So when you think of all those things, uh, it is a wonderful value and we would love to have you as part of the team. So if you're considering it and you want more information, head over to decorating tips and tricks slash team, or of course you can always email us if you want to get more information. Well, that's decorating tips and tricks.com forward slash team. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> to be the stickler, and but if you want to find it, you need if to you put it in the dot .com. It, you got to add the dot .com. And we'll also have that link in the show notes to this 400 episode. So um, you can head right over there by clicking mm-hmm. through. Yay. I'm so excited about that. I hope that everybody that's listening is excited about that. And if you have the time for it and you would like to join us, uh, don't hesitate. Get on it because it is going to be so much fun. And Right. Think- and only available. The price is only available for a short time. Yeah. And, but, you know, Kelly, I'm so excited about it because I want this to be a two-way conversation with listeners. And, you know, just the virtual, the nature of podcasting is it's a one-way conversation. And so many people have said they feel like we're talking, you know, like around with a group of friends, but this time, this really will be that when we go in and do the Facebook lives, we'll all be able to, you know, talk and, and interact. And I'm just very excited about it and really kind of showcasing and just really giving uh, just a platform for us to all kind of have a conversation together. And, uh, you know, I just, there's so much valuable information. The, the listeners have so many fabulous tips, beautiful homes. And it's really, to me, it's not about us. It's about uh, listeners and, and what they want. And, and um, you know, just kind of, uh, I think too, it's going to be a great place to discuss and come up with topics for uh, episodes. Yeah, hearing what people want uh, Mm -hmm. us to talk about and things like that. Yeah, it's definitely taking that um, really wonderful review that we get so often that it feels like sitting around and talking to your mm-hmm. girlfriends when they listen to the podcast, it's taking that to the next level. Like it's, it's like we're almost in the Starbucks together, <laughs> but we'll be on, we'll be yeah. on Facebook. Um, so yeah, let's give it all mm-hmm. a whirl. So let's connect. 
Yay. Mm-hmm. Team DTD. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> Might have to get some swag. Might have to have a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. But today we're going to talk about um, heating up your decor mm-hmm. with great fireplace uh, tips, ideas, suggestions. And even if you don't have a fireplace, this is worthwhile listening to because I have something to share that I just learned about of how you can add a fireplace without doing all the mess of actually adding a traditional fireplace. So if you don't have a fireplace, don't turn us off. (laughs) Plus, we have crushes and hot topics and Uh a listener question that I think is going to really resonate with a lot of people uh, today. So let's dive into the fireplace right now Mm -hmm. and um, give all our ideas and suggestions on that. And then Mm -hmm. I'll tell you about this really interesting thing that I learned about. And we'll carry on with the other um, portions of the episode. So I thought uh, in my mind, I broke the fireplace up into its components, and then I was sort of addressing ideas, suggestions, tips, what have you, for each of the components. So I don't know how you want to. I kind your of did info. the mantle and what's above the mantle, the okay. fireplace itself, and then what's around the fireplace. <laughs> so hopefully okay, that so, kind of squares with what the way you did it. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, okay. The the only one thing that you didn't mention that I talk about in my notes here is the hearth, but it's very you know for me I think the hearth um, should be pretty simple. So that's obviously the area. Well, but the hearth, yeah, to me fireplace. that's kind of what you're doing on the hearth. You could do whether you have a hearth or not, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and okay. your hearth could be raised or flush with the floor. Right. One thought, if it is either really, but certainly if it's flush with the floor and maybe Mm -hmm. if it's a red brick or it's some sort of gray cement and it's not really working with your Mm -hmm. floor, you can always paint it. I did that because Mm -hmm. mine was red orangey brick and I painted it black and it really looks so much better with my floor. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It didn't go, the red brick really didn't go with the fireplace itself and it certainly didn't go with my floor. So you can do that. It doesn't hurt to use the high heat paint there, but you really don't have to. I didn't Mm -hmm. Uh, on that area, I use sort of this gloss black. It looks great, and um, it's really lasted. Uh, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't obviously it doesn't get much traffic, but uh, I think it looks really good. Made a big difference. I think that's yeah, that's a great tip. Well, let's talk about the mantle first, and kind okay. of above the mantle, if that's okay with you. Sure. So I think the overarching, I, let's talk about some things you can put on the mantle, but one of my thoughts in looking at all the mantles on Pinterest that I looked at in preparation for this episode is that my personal feeling is to go with fewer big things rather than a lot of small things, because there were some mantles that I felt like were really, I, I feel like they were decorated with an inch of their, within an inch of their life. There was so much on there that it was really kind of stressing me out a little bit looking mm-hmm. at it. And so I think that's a kind of an overarching theme I have my thoughts on that. And that is to kind of go light as far as you're decorating. But keep in mind this, the size of your fireplace, some of them are big, some of them are small, but I think that what you do needs to be kind of appropriately sized. So uh, if you have a large piece of artwork, then you're going to maybe do some tall things on the size. But, uh, you know, I think it's a little awkward when people put too much stuff on or maybe put something just very small up there when you've got this massive space. So I want to just be thinking about this whole space above the fireplace, and I'm thinking of the width of it in, when you're when you're decorating it. I so agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when a lot of little things land on the mantle, people are trying to fill that space. Right. 
And they say, oh, just add some more, add more little figurines, add more low votives, things like that. But you really need something that's going to balance whether your fireplace is, um, you know, in the realm of fireplace on the small side or it's gigantic. It's still a big thing. Right? Right. So then if you have this horizontal plane, whether it's wide or it's narrow, and you're just putting all these little dinky things on, the, the balance is off. And think about this, right. like to enjoy a small figurine or something small, you kind of have to be close to it. You know, maybe that's better suited for a little side table where, you know, someone could really appreciate it. Rarely is someone going to walk up to your mantle and stand there and look at something small. You know, mm-hmm. they might stand in front of the fire when it's on to get the warmth, but they're not going over there to look at your little diddly that's right. on the mantle. Right. And you just really, I think you have to look at it, at it as a whole and it right. needs to, you need to be able to be kind of on the other side of the room, looking at the fireplace, and it needs to make sense. If you have to walk up to the fireplace to kind of see what's on there, then um, I think it's too small. And uh, while we're talking about these small things, I, I think when people get into this situation of putting all the small things on there, it tends to be when they have the big TV above the fireplace. And oh, that's where right. the situation is. I only have so Kelly, it's kind of like one of those, I only have 10 inches right. between my mantle and my fireplace. So I've, and that's all I have. So this is the space that I need to fill up. Right. And again, my feeling, this is my opinion. I, I don't think everyone shares my opinion, but my opinion is. Oh, but they gotta, should. Well, <laughs> so, well, I'm not saying they should, I mean, but if on. you've got the TV there <laughs> and the mantle, stop it. I know. Just go along with her. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Just pretend like you agree. That's uh, what I do. <laughs> yeah. It works best. Uh, just not to put anything there. Yes, isn't that scary? Don't put anything there. I know it's. I think it does. I think it feels painful for people because it's it's just a natural human condition. If there's an empty space, you feel like there should be something Mm -hmm. there, especially on a focal point. But but no, right? Not necessarily. No. It's so true. And okay, let's talk about the balancing and the scale and all of that too. Mm with respect to what's above it on the wall, because normally you probably want to put something above it if it's not mm-hmm. a television. Uh, and if you're, you don't have this incredibly beautiful stonework that you just want to be exposed, right. more than likely you're going to put something above it. Don't right. put something tiny. Don't put a narrow little right. thing with a saying that you can't see across the room. You know, put something large. Put a large mirror. I often like to have something round above a mantle if you can or oval or something like that because there's a lot of uh, linear lines in a room and particularly around a fireplace. Think about mm-hmm. the fireplace is usually square or rectangle. Then the firebox is square or rectangle. And then the hearth is a square or a rectangle. So there's a lot of that going on. You can break that out with something round. So maybe a round mirror, uh, maybe you know some sort of decorative piece that's round or um, s- s- even sconces that have some roundness to them on either side of a piece of artwork, something to sort of soften it and giving it a little bit more of an organic feel. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point. That's a good thought. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is because I think the two thoughts the two most common things people do is to have one big mirror or one big piece of artwork above the fireplace. And I think those are very uh, good things to do. I think you can do either one. Uh, Another thing I've seen is a couple of pieces layered. I think as long as there's not too many 
like leaning in you know, leaners love kind of sitting leaning. on the mantles right so if you have maybe two or three if they sometimes you can get them to work together but you know that can be dicey yeah um but again you've got to respect the size that you're working with but so some other things that just to think about is you could do three prints that go together mm-hmm so that's an option. I've seen maybe three mirrors. I'm not as crazy about that look. Uh, again, you could do maybe a big mirror with a few things uh, on either side. Another thing I've seen that's really beautiful is to have a mirror or a painting or something. But then if it's a little bit narrower than your uh, fireplace is to put some beautiful candle sconces on either side. And I think that's a, a really beautiful look too. Now you're saying to put them on the wall or stand, uh, you know, sit them on the mantle. Uh, well, sconces, so they'd be right. hanging on the wall. Oh, sconces. Okay, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right. But you could also do candlesticks. I mean, I think that's I have candlesticks on my fireplace, but that's kind of a very traditional thing. So right. I mean, it's certainly uh, if your tastes don't go toward the traditional, I mean, you could go to something completely different. I mean, and I've seen some beautiful things too. I mean, and really it's, you're kind of limited too by how deep your mantle is. Mm-hmm. Mine's pretty narrow, so I can't get much there. And then plus I've got the doors for my TV. It's hidden behind doors. So I really am very limited on what I can put there. So I have some tall candlesticks where I can swing the doors open and it's it's not going to be a problem. But I've seen some beautiful urns filled with some moss balls and we love moss balls. So that's a beautiful look. You can go with the blue and white urns or jars, the, you know, oh, the ginger jars, the ginger jars yeah. are beautiful and they're, you can get them in different heights and sizes. And I, you know, I saw the pussy willows at, at Trader Joe's today. In fact, I should have, oh, they're back. Some. Yeah. I know them. not today. It was a couple of days ago, but yes, I've never seen them in there before. I was so excited. Oh, I got a bunch of them last year and they well, still I need look to great. Get them. Yeah. You have well, to get them. <laughs> well, I need to because, you know, I grew up with those, uh, but Me they too. don't, but they don't have them here in Texas. I Me never either. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, cause from New Jersey, you grew up? Yes. Yeah. We had, yeah. we had the tree in, uh, on our property. So, yeah, yeah. We had them in New York too, when I was growing mm-hmm. up. I love those. Um, and I have to tell you, if anybody is thinking about, oh, how long do they last? You don't need to put them in water. Right. And I have had them in that big trophy urn that you mm-hmm gave me the permission to buy that time remember <laughs> I was like, it's expensive it wasn't even that expensive and he was like get it what are you crazy and i have had the pussy willows in there obviously since last year so you put I got them, them okay at trader joe's so mm-hmm. you don't put them in water and no. how long do they last they're still they're, they just Stop look like it. i bought I'm them yesterday go, so they, they look great dried then yeah i mean they just oh, basically dry and get them yeah, they dry exactly as Can they Can you are. pause and then I'll come back? Yeah, you better hurry up because they sell <laughs> No out. kidding. I know. And whoever, anybody who's going to go do that, you know, if you're like, mm, I don't really need the extra one, buy the extra one because you get maybe six mm-hmm. stems yeah, just, mm-hmm. and you really need at least 18, you know, maybe even more to, to really make it look good in a vase. So well, I need to go get four yeah. or five sets, maybe mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. minimum. Okay. Well, so, I'm almost out of my baked cheese crunchies anyway. So. Oh, stop. I wish you had never told me about those. <laughs> don't, don't listen, anyone. And she thinks she's gluten-free. I don't think they're gluten-free. But I stop don't it. What? Not, I don't They don't say gluten-free on the bag. To- but see, look at the ingredients. They're corn. I know, but everything that's gluten-free, even like moisturizers, like I'm gluten-free. Like who's going to eat that? But I don't know. Makeup is gluten-free. I was like, I still... Don't yuck on my yum. I know. 
<laughs> okay, I've never heard of that. And that's fabulous. Okay, I'm not, I'm, I wish I had never even said that because I don't want to ruin it for you. You eat so little and enjoy so little. I want you to do that. <laughs> My okay. life is so small. <laughs> it's so small. Those crunchies now, if you take those off, what's going on? Then I'll have nothing left. What's in left? Life. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we, a mantle, unless you have something else to say, we could talk about that, the surround. I want to talk about something Well, that, no, no, no. I'm so, okay, I'm okay. still, ta- I'm still on the mantle for, for just ahead. a little bit. Right. You could put an urn full of Trader Joe's crunchies <laughs> on your urn. Okay, well, you know, I've also seen the large tobacco baskets. Have you seen those? Sure, hanging? yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of a look, uh, kind of a farmhouse look. But the other thing I wanted to mention is this is a great place. Again, I can't do this because I've got the doors there, and they have to be able to open but I, it's a great place to hang some architectural salvage element too, because there's so many, don't you see them when you're out? I mean, we saw them at Round Top where it's about that size, mm-hmm. but where are you going to put it? Mm-hmm. That'd be a great place to hang it. If you found something really beautiful, what a perfect place, you know, like a maybe a, a really interesting maybe door or uh, windows or, or just something else. Maybe right. I've seen part of a gate. Pieces. Fort of a gate, or even I've seen beautiful, well, and I've bought them too, beautiful pieces that were taken out of uh, old churches mm. that would be beautiful up there. So yeah, just some gothic yeah. elements. Yes, mm-hmm. because it is a focal point, And so it, it should be spectacular. Um, and so if you can get something that's absolutely unique, uh, that is even better. So that would really bang the gong mm-hmm. for our Yeah, so if you have a salvage yard that has that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, or someplace like Round Top to go, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Okay. So the surround. Now, this is scary to some people. And I understand because it seems like it's not reversible and it really isn't easy, easily reversible. But if you've got some brick or stone that you don't like that's around your fireplace, feel free to paint it. If you don't believe me, go on Pinterest, look around. It's going to look better. It's going to look so much better. And we actually did a whole episode uh, or part Mm -hmm. of an episode on exactly how you should do this and what brushes Mm -hmm. you should use and the Mm -hmm. wire, uh, you know, to scrape off the um, the dirt and the old paint and all that stuff. So we can link to that in this um, set of show notes as well. But man, it just, it looks so nice. You know, you think about how busy brick with grout is Mm -hmm. in a living room or in a family room when there's a lot of other things going on, Um, decorative elements, your color palette, maybe some pattern going on in some of the fabrics. And then you've got all this grout on the wall. And sometimes it takes up a large chunk of the wall. So I would, and you don't have to go the old, you know, traditional default farmhouse white. How about a deep gray? How about a navy blue? How about a really, really, really dark green, like a Charleston green that almost looks black? You could do such a beautiful job in making that fireplace surround absolutely fabulous with just a can of paint. Well, that's true. And the interesting thing is that a lot of the red brick is just kind of out as far as, uh, you know, as far as uh, home decor goes now, but it's so easy to fix with a coat of paint. And it's, I agree with you, it's not reversible, but especially if you're, you know, toward a much more modern contemporary look, uh, that what an easy way to do it is just to paint that fireplace, especially like you said, a dark color. Mm-hmm. And I think that would really give it a completely fresh new look. And you've got all that beautiful texture with the brickwork on there. 
Right. And if you don't like the texture of the brickwork uh, or you, you or sometimes you have brick and it's flush and there's no mantle on it, um, you can cover the brick. You know, get get a contractor. Maybe mm-hmm. you even know, know someone that you're related to that could do it. Maybe you can do it yourself. It's really just some sheetrock and some framing and you can make you know, just surround the brick, just cover it and make it like its wall. And then you could put your own mantle on it and do your own uh, surround. We did that in our San Marino house. Part of it was painted, you know, the the part that was right near the firebox, but the rest of it, because it was so massive and I didn't Mm -hmm. really want this giant, massive, uh, almost complete wall of textured brick, even though I was going to paint it white. I just didn't want to see all the bumps of the bricks and all that. So we covered a lot of it. And then we were able to create a mantle. And it, and it was so great. And it transformed the room like like nothing else could have. I could have bought, you know, as many sofas and lamps and rugs and possible. And if that giant, giant, giant orange brick thing was still there, that room never would have worked. Well, isn't that interesting, Kelly? Because I think that's one of those things people are afraid to touch it and they don't really know that they can just call a contractor and it's probably cheaper than they think. And the, and so they spend so, I mean, this is a trap that we all fall into getting stuck with something that's just not working in the room and we keep trying to make it work. And maybe people try to just, well, I'm just going to add that brick color in the room mm-hmm. to go with it. And then they just to get more and more and more stuck with it and it just isn't working when maybe you can get somebody in there to fix it for less than you think. And then you think, why did I wait so long to do this? Yeah. I know that's, you know, trying to decorate around a real, you know, flaw or just something you really don't like. As Anita said, you might try to add that color in then you, and then you don't like that color twice over already. Then you don't even want to go in the room. Right. Exactly. Or I'll just add a little brick, something else over here. Like, oh no, (laughs) stop it. You know, really, it really, I I don't, I I know we renovated a lot of bits of that house, so I couldn't tell you exactly what it cost, but that was just like a drop in the bucket compared to like doing the kitchen and doing all Mm -hmm. these other things. Mm -hmm. And it completely transformed that room. So, I, you know, if you're thinking, oh gosh, I wish this thing would just go away. Um, and oh my gosh, what if you have that giant thing and then the fireplace doesn't even work? So you're not mm-hmm. even getting the benefit of being able to light a fire. And like, that just stinks. Um, so we'll talk about what you can do if your fireplace doesn't work too. But yeah. Yeah. If and it, if you need a contractor, ugh. just call your, call your realtor. Mm. Uh, look on next door. I mean, yeah. those or your neighbors, they can recommend people, steer you clear of certain people. Mm-hmm. There's, There are good places to find people or ask for recommendations on Facebook. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, okay, so an- another type of surround. You might have a lovely, just a simple wooden surround. That's great. You know, again, that doesn't have to be white. That can be any color you want. Um, what if you have no surround or you, you have one and you don't really like it? It's just sort of very builder grade or something like that. There are a lot of places that you can find online. Uh, and you know, it obviously would be a lot less expensive if you could go somewhere local to you to look. But they have uh, salvaged fireplace surrounds. You, know, you might find one that really has a wonderful old world look uh, or something out of marble or some other kind of stone that might have some great carvings on it. So, you know, it's definitely worth looking around when the 
uh, you know, sometimes when estates or old homes are taken apart, you know, those are those are the kinds of pieces of salvage mm-hmm. that somebody's going to pull out and then try to resell. So there are things like that out there that you can find. Uh, you could create your own interesting surround with wood and buy corbels. You could even probably do a, an amazing fireplace surround just from the aisle at Home Depot. Get mm-hmm. some corbels. Get some nice pieces of wood with some bevel work. Get, you know, a couple of pieces of molding with some fluting, and you could design your own. Well, you know, that brings up the point of the mantle too, because that's probably a lot easier to change out than you think. We had a mantle that we didn't like in our old house and we just kind of picked it up and it was just sitting on, it was basically like a forklift sticking out from the wall. There were two metal hands basically sticking out that the mantle just sat on. And all we did was just pick it up and pull it off and, and, and we ordered a new one and had it put on. Oh, wow. Uh, and was so, that on wood or stone? It was on a brick fireplace. A Is brick that what fireplace. You mean? Yeah. So it was in brick. So, so mm-hmm. see, yeah. And even if you have one and if your room could take a little bit of a wider mantle, you know, say maybe there's a two by six or something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's your horizontal plane for your mantle and you don't even want to take it off or it would seem hard. Just put a wider plank on top of it and have it, you know, maybe beveled off or put a little piece of quarter round wood on it to finish off the edge of it. And then you could, so now you're just layering on top and you're making it wider. Right. Don't put more Chotskis on it just because it's wider. (laughs) Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Another thing to make it look more modern, here's an idea. Just take the fireplace uh, mantle off. Yes. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is a very clean, modern look. Right. And then you don't have to worry about what to put on that mantle because- It isn't there. Right. And then paint the brick or the stone. And I've seen that done very nicely where there's nothing on it. Right. And it's just, I I mean, no artwork, no mirror, no anything. It's beautiful. Right. Okay. So let's just, this will be easy. Let's do the fire box. So that's actually the inside. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've had a a lot, like a wood burning fireplace or you buying a house where there's been a wood burning fireplace and people have used it and enjoyed it, more than likely there's going to be sort of scorching and some discoloration inside of there. Well, you can just paint it a high heat black paint and it will just go away and you'll just uniform all of that coloration inside and it'll just look a lot neater and cleaner. And, you know, you can just come out to the edge and, um, you know, maybe that'll take you a half hour, an hour, maybe you need two coats. Obviously, you're going to want to clean it out first. You don't want to clean over any sort of you know, dust or mm-hmm. um, right. residual logs or something like that. But so you clean that all out and then do it with a high heat paint. And, and my thought about um, some of those chains and things that are screens that go in front mm-hmm. of the fireplace, I think that's right. kind of a dated look. Um, right. And lots of times, especially if they're those chains and you're like, they don't really work anyway and they get stuck, I would just take them off. I mean, unless you have small children and pets and you know, that you're worried about putting their hands in the fire or, you know, then I guess if you needed something like that for safety, but more than likely you're not going to light a fire and, you know, go in the other room and leave your kids in there anyway. But I, I don't know how much that would protect someone from the fire anyway. Well, there's um, some beautiful fireplace screens that you right. can get if then you're you worried about pretty. that. Because I agree, some of those are pretty ugly, but I also think about 
some of these wood-burning fireplaces, you really don't want anything kind of going, especially if you have carpet around there. So, I mean, you would need to be careful, but there are some really beautiful fireplace screens. And I have a beautiful antique one. It's fabric, so I don't actually use it when the fireplace is on, but it just kind of covers it up nicely when when we're not using it. Uh, so, th- I mean, that's another thing that you can do is to get some antique fireplace screens or, like I said, something more modern. I mean, it's just a neat way to add a little more interest to your fireplace. So, yeah. And then now in the firebox, like unless it's a full-fledged wood-burning fireplace, um, you know, maybe it doesn't work or maybe you want it to be gas, but you haven't converted it and you don't bother to light a real log. So maybe it's not, it functions, but you're not using it as such. Okay. So then what do you do with it? It's, it's there, it's your focal point. And so even if you paint it with this nice new fresh coat of high heat black paint, it's still a black hole in your room. Mm -hmm. Right. So but there are so many things you can do. I've seen mm-hmm. some things that just kind of go beyond the pale. Like, I, I, I don't think you want to get too crazy in there. Um, so you're talking about when you're not using the fireplace for a If fire. you're not using it mm-hmm. or if it doesn't mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. you know, and you're yeah, not going to take the fireplace out and, you mm-hmm. know, spend the money to do that. And maybe well, one day you're going to make it but it's such a beautiful thing in the room, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So why not, yeah, make it work? Mm-hmm. So what well, you, I mean, what are for your my ideas? fireplace to make it work is going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So because the whole chimney has to be relined and all of that. Oh. So it's just something we decided not to do. And, you know, living in California, I mean, how many, sure, at Christmas time, we were like, boy, it would be nice if that worked like today. But then by like two in the afternoon, you're like, wow, I'd be building if I had a fire. Well, on. I know. I mean, here are some days you, if you really wanted, you have to turn the AC on. <laughs> and then after about 30 minutes, I'm just, it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah. Turn that thing off. <laughs> exactly. So um, it's some things that you can do. Well, obviously, if you have uh, it's already gas and there's a log set in there. You can't really do too much. It's just in mm-hmm. there. But maybe right. that's the case where, you know, you go the route Anita was just discussing and you get a beautiful screen to go in front of it. And then, and, you know, you can enjoy the beauty of that. I know the one Anita has. I've seen it on her blog mm-hmm. and you guys can look. Maybe she can link to it mm-hmm. here in I the will. show notes. It's so pretty. And you would want to look at that all the time. Um, but you can put other things in there. And one thing that makes perfect sense and I did, I did this for a long time, was just a big basket with logs. Um, mm-hmm. I did birch logs because I just wanted to- So you actually it. put that in the fireplace? I just so. put it in the fireplace. Like, oh, okay, okay, this is a nod mm-hmm. to the fireplace. It doesn't really mm-hmm. work, but here's a really <laughs> chunky basket. With here's the wood I would birch. burn in here. Here was the it, wood yeah. I would burn. If is, that a, is that a poem? Say that five times fast. Is that the wood I would burn? Um, <laughs> Something like that. And hey, then you at know, Christmas time, I put some fairy lights and sort of around the logs oh, in there. Idea. That was pretty. But nice. I got tired of that. Mm-hmm. And well, of course I said, you did. I want to do something else here. So I, I was thinking, oh, I want to do maybe the candles thing, which is mm-hmm. not an original thought. I mean, everybody's seen No, but it's beautiful. That. I like that idea. Well, I'm really happy with it. So I didn't want to do them just sitting on the ground. I wanted a little height. So I found something uh, from Crate and Barrel and I could put the link in. It's, it's kind of like and an And it's accordion. for a fireplace? Yeah. So, I mean, you could oh, put it nice. anywhere, but I think this is what it was supposed to be mm-hmm, for because it's mm-hmm. an accordion uh, it, configuration. So it stretches so it can kind of fit, you know, your fireplace, my fireplace. Oh, what a great it kind idea. Of stretches. And it has um, eight different holders for the 
you know, the flameless candles. I mean, I guess you could put real candles in there, but I didn't do. So then I bought a set of flameless candles of various sizes and with a remote and I'm so happy with it. And at Christmas time, I put some of the extra branches from the tree, sort of tucked it under Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm. Uh, But it would look good on its own. But then what I decided to do, and I haven't done this yet, so I'll give you an update when I do it. I bought the the reflective glass uh, shards or pieces, you know, that I have in my outdoor fireplace. So I bought several pounds of those. Oh, and I put the oh yeah, I didn't do it yet, but they're sitting next to the fireplace. I'm going to do it this week. And oh, then how I'm exciting! Put those on the bottom. I want to hear how it goes. Yeah, and so they're kind of gold and white, and they also have uh, one side of each of the pieces. I got like the one or one and a half inch pieces. They are have a mirrored side, so mm-hmm. I think when the candles are on, it's going to really be very pretty and reflective. Very nice. Hey, I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about the artwork above the fireplace, mm-hmm. what a great place to put a large map. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I've found at Round Top are these, well, they're the kind of the roll-up uh, dis- displays or technical information that were from school rooms. Oh, like the German... Uh- science thing. Yes. 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 Actually, yes. When I had my booth, I had some that were actually some German towns, I think, and they were really nice, but they would roll up and Mm -hmm. then you would pull them down. I mean, I think that would be fun to have above the fireplace. And then- And that's a good, they're always big. So that's a great size. Well, and actually, if you could get the right size, you could put that in front of your TV and then pull it down when you're not using your TV and pull it up when you are. Very good idea. Well, my neighbor did that. I thought it was such a great idea. That is a great idea. Okay. So let me tell you some other things that I have ideas. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you have more ideas for inside. Mm -hmm. Um, So the glass, obviously you can do that. I've done that to great success on our outdoor fireplace. I love it. It really looks nice. I think it's definitely a a more modern look than having a log set because the outside fireplace is gas. Obviously you can't do that if you have real you know, it's a real fireplace. Obviously you need wood. Um, but another thing I saw with river rocks, you know, those rocks that are larger and just really smooth, usually a dark black ebony colored, you could have those instead of the glass pieces. And then I saw this other thing, it's called fireballs. And they look like, they're like eight inch, they almost look like cast iron balls. And they sit in your fireplace, at the bottom of your fireplace, and they're sort of all stacked up. And they come in eight different colors. I'm not sure how I'd feel about them, but they looked really kind of cool on their website. And another thing I saw were these geometric shapes. Now, this is very modern, but they had the glass pieces on the bottom and then these various geometric shapes that just sort of sit on top of them and the flames sort of flicker all around them. Oh, nice. It's really cool. Like, so picture if you had a, a more modern looking fireplace, say say you had the brick and you painted it all like a, maybe a, a flat matte black or something like that. So it's just flat. You've got the opening and then inside it, you did a, a colored glass and then you had these geometric shapes sitting there, you know, maybe like an odd number of them, seven or nine of them, something. And then the flames sort of licking up all around them. It can mm-hmm. be super cool. So that's a company I'd never heard of. Hanson Wholesale has those. Oh, so I'll okay. put a link nice. to them in the show notes. It's something I'd never seen before. Yeah, that's a great idea. Wow. Well, that 
that's fair. Thanks for sharing that with us. And then, of course, you could put plants, but you know, like my room plants would not do well. I'd have to, I'd have to do Anita's uh, fresh air fund for plants, and I'd have to rotate <laughs> them outside because it's too dark. I mean, it's in a. There's no mirror. Great- uh, there's, there's no window opposite. Right, but I mean, I love the idea of a big fern in there. If you had, it a, is a great idea. I yeah. mean, I guess you could do a good faux. Mm-hmm. Right, and I've seen a cardboard cutout that somebody had hand painted one time that was just amazingly beautiful that somebody wow. used as a fireplace screen. What was it of? Uh, I think it was like the Barefoot Contessa. Does that sound right? Yeah. Barefoot Contessa? It wasn't the Barefoot Contessa that that, that you know of that has the cookbook. It's That's like Ina. The, right. It's not about Ina. It's mm-hmm. I think there was a Barefoot Contessa character at some oh. point. Oh. So it's like a little kind of fancy lady. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain. Somebody dressed in clothes from the 1700s. Is the oh, best right. But say. what was her? What was the screen painted of? What was the image of her? Of, of a like a little girl? Oh, it was of her. Of a yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm like I'm not following this. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like a painting, but it was like cut it. It was shaped in the shape of this little girl. Oh wow! That's, that's dressed up in these clothes. Okay, that's unique. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that was very unusual. Yeah. Okay, so are you ready for the the thing that I heard of that if you don't yes, have a fireplace, you can have? Okay, maybe I'm the only person that that hadn't heard of this yet, but I don't think so. Ethanol fireplaces. They can go anywhere. You don't need a chimney. There are no gas lines. There is no venting. Uh, no electricity and no flu. And so, and you, you don't have to do anything other than Mm -hmm. just, I think some of them, they actually just go on the wall. I read that in in some instances you can kind of go into your wall a bit, like maybe into your framing and it can sit in there. So it's bio, uh, this company called Bioflame that Mm -hmm. I was reading about, but I think other companies do it. And so this ethanol, uh, you take a, a liter of it or a gallon of it and it can burn for about four hours and it's basically corn and it gives off CO2 and some steam. So there's mm-hmm. really no, there's no toxicity to it or oh. anything from okay. what I've read. Nice. So well, you, and you could convert a, so I was like, wow, maybe that's, I don't know how much that costs, but maybe that's something we could do in our fireplace rather than because even if I made a gas, I still have to do the sleeve and the chimney's a little wonky. And, you know, I know it would be one of those can of worm situations mm-hmm. where like, oh, well, now, sorry, we knocked a brick out and your whole chimney fell down. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> so we're well, not going to do, do it. Do you have but... a link to include for this? Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. And, uh, so I, it seems pretty interesting. And then, of course, another option is a wood stove. I mean, there are so many oh, cool Oh, I've ones. seen those too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that's possible. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of interesting options. And I think, you know, having a fireplace is wonderful. And, uh, but, you know, how much are you really using it? So if you don't have one, don't be sad. But you could try one of these options that we're offering you. And if you have one and you're not really using it, well, maybe some thoughts that we had today will help you mm-hmm. make it a, a, a more pleasing focal point in your room. Because you really can't get around it. If you've got one, it's going to be the focal point. Don't you agree? I mean, it's hard oh, yeah, to like yeah, it definitely is. be like, oh, it's not there, you know? 
Well, it, it it is your focal point. It's just a natural focal right. point. Right. So like you might as well it. make it the best it can be because people's eyes are going to be drawn to it and you want them to be drawn to something that is beautiful and not something that you you hate. So Exactly. Because it's red brick that you don't like or something. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Not that there's it, anything wrong with red brick. If you yeah. have it and you love it, great. you have it and you love it. That's great. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And if anybody's done anything really cool to their fireplace, uh, let us know. Mm-hmm. Send us pictures mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll inform everyone else. And, you know, that's – see, this is the kind of thing that's going to happen on Team DTT, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to be able mm-hmm. to do this all the time. And mm-hmm. obviously, if we're having an episode come out, you know, that might be uh, spark a conversation in the Facebook group. And then we might go, you know, d- deeper into other things and specific questions that people have in their homes or their fireplaces or whatever the topic is. But, you know, we'll be talking about – lots and lots of things, Mm -hmm. but definitely we can go deeper into the episode topics if people want to do that and they can share photos and share it back and forth. Because I think you guys really would, we're all such kindred spirits. Mm -hmm. Right. And it'll give everybody on the team an opportunity to get to know each other as well. It's not just us getting to know you and you getting to know us. You'll be getting to know each other. Well, and I'm thinking too about our hot topics that we've started. Mm-hmm. I would like to know what everybody's thoughts are on that. I mean, mm-hmm. And not just yours, which I want to hear your opinion too. Right. But but it's just so, it would be so interesting to hear what everyone else has to say as well. Well, nice segue into the hot topic there, lady. All righty. Well, the hot topic, and I'll include the link to the article, but it's from The Independent. And they reported it just takes 38 seconds for someone to judge your house. And that and they noted that people said they rec- they paid attention to whether someone had vacuumed, whether their windows were dirty, and whether the house had a funny smell. And this was uh you know based on a study they did uh and the interesting thing is they were they would make a mental note if the washing hadn't been done, uh they noticed books on the shelves and if things were dusty. Uh, so it was an interesting statistic. They said that 86% of people would do a cleaning ahead of time if they knew someone was coming. And, and not quite as many, but if, it, if there was a an, somebody coming uh, who was just kind of popping in, if you found out with very short notice that someone was popping in, that um, at least 50% of the people said that they would give their a house a quick quick vacuuming and a cleanup before the people came over. So uh, I thought that would be an interesting topic. And it was kind of, uh, I guess, a little disturbing for me because I just had somebody come over. Uh, I was holding somebody's mail for them that she asked me to pick up a package. And I was like, oh, well, just come on in. And as I brought her into the house, I realized that we had just eaten and there was a stack of dirty dishes sitting there that we hadn't cleaned up yet. And I'm now thinking, oh, no. It's over for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry we eat. And you're seeing that. I, what am I talking about? I am so like that. Yeah. I, yeah. And we should, nobody should be like that, but it's so true. And I mean, I, I'm not judgy of people's houses at all. Oh, I see, no, I'm not I see, either. I, no, but I mean, you know, here's this article saying people are, and maybe you are. I mean, you're, you're human. You can't help like taking in what you're observing. But I mean, everybody eats, like everybody has dishes in their sink. I mean, right now I'm not proud of what's going on in my sink, but I just haven't had time to do it. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. came scooting past it and I was like, oh yeah, I got to get to that after we podcast. I, you know, hopefully there's no one banging on my door when we're done wanting to come in. <laughs> well, and I think too, if people are coming in, if I know someone's coming, 
the first thing I do is vacuum up the dog, dog hair. And uh, you might say, why do you have leave? Why do you let the dog hair stay there on the floor? Well, I don't, but I have a collie. Oh, yeah. And she just walks by and it just falls off. Oh, I mean, yeah. I go by and do the sock cleanup, you know, like every day. Oh, and gosh. it's there again the next day. Oh, my gosh. So it's just, it's a constant battle with that one. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think this is something that we all struggle with. If someone's coming, of course you want your house to look nice. But yes. I'm not, I, I'm not the, you know, the white glove person checking. The, I'm not a person that's checking for how clean is, how much, how, when's the last time this house was clean? Because, you know, that's not really, you know, my thing. And, you know, that my, I'm, my mom's going to kill me. But uh, my mom, that wasn't her thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Not that the house was dirty, but she's not listening. She's not listening. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying the house was I'm joking, dirty, but I'm she's just, not. She's not. I'm just saying she, the just, she's just kind of an artist. And anyway, so I wasn't really brought up like really focused on the cleaning. So, oh my gosh! But you know, here's the thing: everybody, it's it's nice to have people in your house, and they really, I mean, you know, you don't have what was that? Wasn't there a commercial in the Wayback Machine, like where the lady would have a, like the white glo- the white glove test or something like that? She's and not coming to my house. I'm not opening the checking. door. Oh, your house looks bad. Well, you must have done some tidying up every time I came because your house. It, well, no, my no, no, gorgeous. no. There's tidiers and there's cleaners. My house is always always tidy, but is it super clean? No, it's not. Yeah, it's not clean. Well, clean or not, it, everybody is concerned. Um, that, you know, their house looks best, especially people listening to this podcast. You know, we all have this uh, house pride, you know, we all want to put our best foot forward. But, you know, the truth is, if your friend wants to come in and chat with you for a minute, you know, like, just stand in front of the kitchen sink if there's dishes <laughs> in it. You know, like, she's not going to care, really, you know, that's your friend. Uh, but, you know, we all do it. And it's, and I think it's, it comes from a good place because you want, to, you know, treat the person that's coming to your home, I like guess, special guest. And of course, you know, you would make some extra effort. I, I have a friend who says, you know, she's like, I wish I would, could entertain more, but I'm just not a bag of chips girl. And what she means by that is she just doesn't like grab a bowl and like zip, you know, rip open a bag of chips and pour them in. Like she's going to do the spread. She's going to make the yeah, appetizers. I know. She's gonna I have, get it. I right? get it. And so I can't do the paper plates. I, I seriously wish I could. Right. She wishes she could be a bag of chips girl but she's not so you know she entertains less but when she does it she does it the way she wants but uh, but you know but i love going to people's houses that do the bag of chips right um i know i love chips anyway if you give me some chips (laughs) yes especially the cheese i'm very happy or even the cheese things oh the cheese (laughs) (laughs) they can distract you from the mess with the cheese things but anyway that it's an interesting article and my gosh 38 seconds i mean these people are experts if they can take in someone's whole house in 38 seconds <laughs> well you you time it okay. 38 seconds is a long time i'm gonna hold I mean, everyone at the door for at least 38 seconds before i let them that's in. right well <laughs> you, we uh, we do some film you know we, sometimes we have an opportunity to uh be in the running for some filming at our house and so sometimes they want to send a scout out which means oh, you know, somebody's going to come yeah. and look and then mm-hmm. they'll decide and they'll go back to the creative director and whatever so we've had this happen numerous times and lots of times you know like you know like your house is like going on a audition like it doesn't get it right which mm-hmm. so it happens most of the times you don't get it sometimes you do get it but those sometimes are within like an hour or two notice and 
I'm telling you, months later, I find things that I was just like, chup, 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 chup. <laughs> I was like throwing everything. <laughs> or my daughter will be like, did you see my, and I'm like, mm, it might be in the basement on the floor. I don't know. Or it's, you know, it's behind the vacuum cleaner because I'm mm-hmm. just throwing things places. So that's not a good idea. Just, you know, and the right. thing is too, if you try to just kind of keep in control of it, and if people come to your door, it's not so bad. <laughs> Well, that's right. That's right. Well, right. And I think this is really talking about first impressions. Right. Because once somebody's in your, so you clean it up really well for that first time. And then after that, then I think you can be a little more lax. You're like, well, they know I do clean it. They know it's been cleaned before. Yeah. So if it isn't the best of clean this time, maybe I'm just not going to worry about it so much. Exactly. Well, interesting article. I like these mm-hmm. hot topics. I think it's good to so we have, uh, you know, some things we can banter about. Uh, let us know what you think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we can dive into our crushes. I have one that I'm excited to share. So oh, okay. you go first, though. Go ahead. Okay. Well, this was a gift I gave myself for Christmas. Ooh. I gave the well the whole family. Okay. Brit box. Oh, I love it. Ah, do you have it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we just bit the bullet. Oh my goodness! I don't know what I was waiting for because I love all the shows on there. So BritBox, it's a service that you can get. Now we get it through Amazon Prime. Is that where you get yours? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll include a link to it. But it's just all your fr- famous uh, or favorite British shows uh, as time goes by. The Vicar of Dibley. We watch Poirot, and then there's a Miranda, which is a comedy, This Farming Life, Death in Paradise. Uh, it's just all these uh, British, you know, detective shows and, you know, your your uh, gardening shows. And then Mary Berry, there's a few of her shows on there, and she's kind of uh, does a, she's a kind of the, uh, the, the British version of, I guess, Martha Stewart. Oh, okay. I, I haven't say. tried that. And mm-hmm. I, honestly, the I, I'm not sure exactly what is on BritBox that we've been watching, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, none of the shows you mentioned. So I have some other ones. So I can add those. Maybe next time I'll make a list of what we watched. Oh, I would love to hear mm-hmm. what, what you watch. But anyway, there's so many. There's a lot of classics and there's a lot of new programming there too. But yes. it's it's but since I love British TV, it's, it's been perfect for, for me. Yeah. Us too. Um, okay, so I Yeah, what's yours? Well, disclaimer. I, I want everyone to know, and they say it on this podcast, that it is you know, really not for the faint of heart. It is a little it's a little gruesome in parts and it's somewhat haunting. But it's so I'm out. <laughs> it's so good. Really? What yes. is it? I'm not it's a true crime podcast. It's called Detective Trap. It's uh the same fellow who did Dirty John, mm-hmm. which I liked and didn't like and was very long. This is only, I believe it's five or six episodes. I think five mm. for the main story. And then there's the sixth one, I think is sort of the backstory. So it's the guy from the LA Times and he was the reporter on these crimes. So there are uh, girls that are going missing in Santa Ana, which is very close to, to Anaheim, which is right around Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It turns out, you know, and I'm not going to give it away, but it, you know, they, it, the whole story is really, it's about the, the girls that go missing, but it's mostly about the t- female detective and she's a real person, um, Julissa Trapp, who is investigating this and she 
interrogates like nobody. I mean, I was a district attorney. I worked with a lot of detectives. Um, I have a very high regard for that profession when it's done well. And she mm-hmm. is amazing. So the fact that she's an actual person, like, you know, it's, it's, it's far better than anything you can watch that's fictional, but, or listen to that's fictional. So detective- you mean the actual attorney is on there? The actual detective. It's really all about Oh, excuse her. me, detective. Yeah. They, but so they, the real, the actual, the real one is on there. Oh, yes. It's like, it's oh, like Dirty John. They're interviewing the actual okay. people. They're interviewing oh, very nice. okay. the actual defendants. They're interviewing the mothers of these girls. And, but it's mostly, the whole story is mostly driven by this female detective. And See, I don't mind the, the, the murder shows like Poirot mm. or Miss Marple where, you know, there's kind of, yeah, you see someone's died very quickly. And then it's all about kind of this, you know, small town life and everything. I'm not so into the gruesome, like it well, really happened. Well, Ugh. yes. I mean, obviously this really happened and you feel I like- I have a hard time with you, those. But they don't dwell on that. You learn what happened. You learn sort of how it happened, but you're listening. You're not seeing. Okay. But I'm you're more like, like, I'm more like the fan of the, it was, you know- Colonel Mustard with the <laughs> with a candlelight in the library <laughs> in the dark painted study. Um, no, this but not, is but it didn't really. No, happen. this is down and dirty. No, I can't. Detective I work. Can't, I can't. Yeah. But the way she, you would you would like her as a person. I think I think we would love her. As, we mm-hmm. knew her personally. She is mm-hmm. a get it done kind of gal. And she, the way she interviews this guy. Did they like, find the person? Or I'm not, not telling you that? the story. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. But no, I don't need okay, to. I would, it's on one, Wondry is the mm-hmm. producer of this okay. podcast, but you can find it just, uh, I'll put, put the link, but you can just, okay. in any of your podcast listeners where you listen to us, just put in Detective Trap if you're interested. So but, the interesting thing is probably not even the end, but just the whole journey through. Yes. This. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. our question today, talk about mm-hmm. a journey. You know, I don't like mm-hmm. that word, but it's a bit of a journey here for Shelby. Sometimes it applies. Sometimes it applies. So mm-hmm. Shelby is a, been a longtime listener, and she's excited to find us. And um, Shelby wants to transition from farmhouse decor to more of an old world look. And her question is, how does she start? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, Shelby, there's a lot of crossover between farmhouse style and old world style. And I think the real trick is removing the more rustic elements and keeping the more refined things. So you would want to keep those old books and maybe cloches and old bottles, I think, would work. Um, Just kind of vintage and antique things. But again, if it's kind of more... um, I mean, that's really something. And I, it's something that I've kind of done in my house is I've pulled out some of the stuff I felt like was a little more rustic um, from my decor. And I've kind of moved a little more toward the old world and not as as uh, rustic as I've had. So I guess that's the the general thing that I would say about it. What What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good idea for the removing uh, mm-hmm. and anything that's too sort of cute. If you had cutesy farmhouse stuff, obviously it would pull all that out as well. Um, I, I might say if for adding, Shelby, either start with lighting. Um, many times in an old world type of look, you're going to see some chandeliers. A uh, great place to look for them is on Etsy. You may 
be in a situation where you'd have to have them rewired. So mm-hmm. definitely check to see if the seller is already rewiring or if you need to do that because you want to figure that into your cost. But that's a great place to add in, you know, taking down a farmhouse style sort of metal looking chandelier or pendant or something like that and putting up a, a crystal type chandelier is definitely going to transform the look of a room. You can still have, as Anita and I both do, we, I think we both have that rustic to extent like um, patinaed look, but we also have an old world feel going on in, in our homes. Right. Um, but we mix it with yeah, the, the crystal and the right. silver, which are things that you can add. Right. And another it. thing to add, if maybe a chandelier isn't something you want to do right now, is a, a really good antique. Right? And if you bought one really good one, you know, every year or so, you know, after a short period of time, you'd have quite a nice collection. So maybe a break front or a console piece or something like that, something, you know, and it could be, you know, Gustavian, it could be lighter wood, it could be something like that, or it could really be a a nice brown piece. And as we've talked about in our episode on brown furniture, um, you can get those pieces for a song now, mm-hmm. you know, go to your thrift stores and things like that. So that might be a really good entree to doing this. Do what Anita said, take out and then add in one really nice carved, I'd go as dark of wood stain mm-hmm. that you could find, or, um, you know, maybe more of a Swedish look would be really nice. And I think both Some of that antique, would evoke it. Antique pine pieces, mm. I think are beautiful. For a European look, um, yeah, I think some beautiful antique dishes always work, antique English dishes. And if you want an English look, I think a dark color on the wall works mm-hmm. well. And then some dark patterned fabrics in, in the room would be, or bold colored, I should say. Mm-hmm. Traditional fabrics would really give that old world feel to the room. Right. And not that I'm the expert, but on the if you want a more of a French look, um, and Nita would probably agree, maybe a little bit of gilding, you know, a gilded mirror mm-hmm. or something like that. Something with a little gold, a little chippy, patinaed gold would be great. Um, with your farmhouse stuff, uh, you know, if you're pulling stuff out and you're on the fence about it, you know, if it says, you know, I hate to keep saying it, but the fresh eggs, you know, you can. that's not going to work. <laughs> the, but if you have a fresh egg sign, I'm just, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's got to, that's not going to go right old now. world. Right. But if you have some things that you're like, oh, I don't know, like I have a lot of grain sack pillows, I think that all will work for sure. So if you're not sure about them, you know, maybe just put them in a bin and put them away. And then as you're adding in, you know, what you're feeling is a more of an old world look, then you could sort of reintroduce those and see how they all play together. But I think that it's it's going to be beautiful. Well, grain sacks, I still think work very oh, well. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm European. saying. But you're like, if, it, if, it, if you're like, oh, that's farmhouse, let's give it away. And then you're like, oh, darn it. I gave away all oh. my grain sacks. You know, don't do oh, it. No, no uh, I would keep that. And, and any um, homespun linen, mm. tablecloths, sheets, they're still great. They're, they go so well with the European look. They're beautiful. So definitely antiques. And, you know, I always say if you want a French look in a room, Add a French chair, an antique French chair, and you will not be sorry. They are so beautiful and they add so much interest and so much just elegance to a room. Perfect. Okay. It was great hanging out with you today, Anita. Well, it was great hanging out with you, Kelly. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, 
any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.